Greetings, rare ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds Emerging Markets Podcast with me, your host, Joanne A. Hamilton. I created this podcast because I was curious to learn about the startup ecosystems in developing countries. The Rare Birds Emerging Markets Podcast is where you will hear me have unique conversations with early stage startup founders, ecosystem builders, innovators, and investors from across emerging markets. It is an opportunity for all of us operating in these countries to learn, share, and exchange experiences beyond our borders. Although complex and varied, there are more similarities than differences in the narratives. If you're new, welcome. Rare ones come here to gain fresh perspective and insights into what is happening on the ground from the people who are creating shifts and driving the action. It is where they can connect through stories which are distinctive, honest, and relatable. Thanks for listening in, and I hope at the end, you feel compelled to join our growing global community of rare ones. Greetings, rare ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds Emerging Markets Podcast with me, your host, Joanne A. Hamilton. Welcome back to Series 9, Education and Adoption, Blockchain in Africa. We are now on episode number 189. Now, before I go into the details about today's episode and introduce you to our latest Rare One, our guest, I just want to give you a gentle reminder about our bonus series that's going to be dropping this Friday, which is titled Guyana Startup Nation featuring Stephen Jasmine. If you have not heard our teaser, please go back to episode number 187 where you can hear a little bit about what's coming, okay? All right, so back to episode 189 in our current series. It's titled Building Tech Communities in French-Speaking Countries with Senegalese blockchain engineer Umar Fall. So what do you need to know about Umar? Okay, firstly, Umar is a self-taught engineer, okay? And he currently works for Atas, where he's a senior research and development engineer working in the blockchain area, okay? Prior to that, he was a lead Drupal consultant. And additionally, Umar is the lead for Hyperledger Senegal, okay? Which he talks a little bit about uh, in today's episode. Right, so what are you going to hear in today's episode? As always, you're gonna get to know a little bit about Umar, his story, life in Senegal, etc. And then we go into how he became a self-taught developer, which I think is fascinating, right? Um, then we deep dive into the language problem. Exactly what is the language problem, right? The fact that tech is dominated by the English language, challenges that are faced by French-speaking developers on the continent. We talk about the role of Hyperledger, the African chapters that currently exist, and generally the language exclusion problem in the tech community, okay? Because Omar is a community builder, we talk about his experiences building community. We also venture a little bit into France and whether or not there's support from France for uh, the tech community in Senegal and other French-speaking countries. And of course, we talk about blockchain generally, Omar's interest in blockchain, why he's so passionate about it. He tells us a little bit about his predictions for the future in terms of developers in Senegal. And then we share um, experiences and explore opportunities for collaboration. And at the end, we um, talk a little bit about the political climate around crypto in Senegal, and we end with final words and lessons learned. So. Another fascinating conversation, Omar does have 20 plus years of experience. So he is highly well-trained in, um, in tech generally and has a lot of insights into community building. And if you are listening into this and you are from a French speaking country in Africa, I highly encourage you to reach out to Omar. And I think this is a good follow-up episode to last week's with Iman, where we covered a similar topic, but for Arabic. So I hope you enjoy listening in. And as always, rare ones, I will see you at the end. Bye for now. 
Hello, Umar, and welcome to the Rebirds podcast. Hello, Joanne. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you in the podcast chair, joining me for the Blockchain Education in Africa podcast series. So to begin, Umar, tell us a little bit about you. Who is Umar? Where does he come from? What does he do? Okay, um, first I'll start by saying that I am um, like uh, an old plumber and very old uh, engineer in software development. I started uh, right now, I'm uh, 12 to 12 years experienced because I started early in, uh, in, in Dakar, Senegal, where I'm living. Uh, um, but uh, I, I, I like to say that I'm, uh, I'm self-taught in the computer science domain, so I don't have no real degree in, inside it, so I learned all by myself. And it is an achievement I am really proud of because I see uh, nowadays that we are young people uh, complaining about their lack of, uh, they, they are searching for work. And uh, what I would like to say them for, for a start is that we can have any position if you want it enough, strong enough. And uh, that I am very proud of. Beside, uh, beside that, I am father of a seven year girl. <laughs> which is my, my, I'm very proud of her. Yeah, what is her name? Being, being her father. Her, her name is Loti, Loti Fal, our ethnic group with uh, the Lebu. Okay. Um, so it is the name of my grandmother. Okay. So yes, that is me. I'm a self-taught, I'm a software engineer, and I'm a, a serial community builder. Because okay. I, I, I like, I'm very, I'm someone who like to share, to share uh, what I know, even what I don't know, I like to share. So <laughs> because maybe <laughs> someone can learn from it. Um, I, I started in 2009, my, um, my community building uh, thing with a group of Linux user group here in Dakar. Um, we, we started activities in 2009. We, on all park camp meetup and things like that. Then I have uh, launched a Drupal uh, community because I'm a Drupal guy. I, I do Drupal um, for a living. So, uh, it's been 10 years now. And uh, okay. yes, and for the last community I built, it is uh, the Hyperledger Senegal community. And Hyperledger being the uh, I should say the leader in the enterprise-oriented blockchain platform. So I, I started in February of 2020, uh, all that for my passion of sharing. So in short, it is what you are. Fantastic. Now you said you are self-taught. So yeah. are you, everything is self-taught. You didn't go to university to study computer engineering or computer science or any of that stuff. No, I have started, I have stopped my, I have dropped out from school at high school. Okay. So okay. it is a yeah, very, very long time ago. That is so inspiring because there's so many people <laughs> who feel like, you know, com, com, uh, computer self uh, programming is so difficult, but I've met so many uh, people a lot who've told me the same, that they've just taught mm. themselves. But I think you have to be very, very clever, no? <laughs> You're very clever. Uh, I, <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'm clever than any the average citizen, the average show. So no, not, not really. It just you have to have a passion for it. Yeah, it but it is not only uh, computer science or engineering or things. Anything you do, like I say to my little uh, brothers and sisters, I do whatever you do, just do it really. Do it, do it with passion. If you are a, a, a I don't know, a bad guy, be you a, a super villain. Don't be just some common bad guy. So <laughs> right. whatever, is it, whatever is it that you want to do, do it and do it in really. That's so a very important message. Just what I did. You're mm -hmm. right. And you're right. I think when you ha when you have a strong passion and desire to know and understand something, you will you will put your mind to it. You'll put your head down and mm -hmm. you'll just you'll learn as much as you can, right? So yeah. 
Brilliant. I know a lot of Mm -hmm. people who've learned just from books, YouTube videos, you know, playing around and they just they just learn how to how to code and how how to get things done. So it's possible. Yeah, and, and most and uh, most important, they they learn. Uh, we've learned how to learn. That you learn how important. to learn. Yeah, because uh, at the time there wasn't. I, I think from twenty years ago, I, there wasn't so that YouTube thing that yeah. we have today. Ebook wasn't that abundant, so we have to have some of means of learning. And knowing Africa to those days, internet connection was pretty uh, expensive. So we have to find ways and fit the system. But yes, yes, we have to learn. To learn. Yes. And you are from Senegal, which where you, you have many languages, but the the European language that you speak is French. Yes, my, my origin. Uh, my, my native language is Wolof. Wolof. It is the language, yes, uh, talked by the, the majority, by all the people in Senegal, I should say. Uh, it is the, our communal communication language, even though we have uh, many other ethnic groups which have their own languages, but the language of Senegal is uh, Wolof. Mm. Then we, I, I studied French in school because we have been colonized by French, by yes. French people. So uh, that is my twelve, my second language. And then when I came to technology, I have to find materials, and uh, they were almost all written in English. So I had to learn English, and English is now. Uh, a part of uh, is my third language, so um, uh, it's one of the investment I've done that I don't regret uh, in my career. So yeah, all to all the youth or the who are listening to me, maybe I, I should suggest them to is if they want to to make a career to learn English and to go with it. In, yeah, and that's a good segue into the topic of mm. our conversation, actually. But before we do that, I, I know one word in Wolof. I think it's na- Nangadef, Nagadef. <laughs> yes, it is our, our greetings. Yes. How are you? Are you yeah, good? yeah. No, yes. And the response is Magnifi. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I have, um, I used to study Sabah, you know Sabah? Sabah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. So I, I, I spent some time with some people from Senegal and Gambia. So I, mm-hmm. I hear a few words. Yeah. So I pick up a few words. Maybe one ah, day we yeah, can, maybe one day we can have computer language, uh, computer programming taught in African languages as well. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But that, that may be good. Yeah, that would be really good, actually. So now to to the the topic of this conversation, which is a really important one, actually, that you already touched Mm -hmm. upon, which is building these communities in non-English speaking countries. There are many challenges, right? And the main challenge you had is finding the material in in French, right? So you're building, how many blockchain communities are you involved with at the moment? Is it just the Epiledger community or do you have others? Um, my two blockchain platform or communities uh, I have at my, in my heart they are the Epiledger Fabric and uh, the Stella uh, blockchain platforms. Stella is being a cryptocurrency platform. Okay, and these mm. are all individuals from from Senegal or all French speaking countries in on the continent? Um, no, actually, uh, I don't know any stellar community here, but we have other, uh, other communities here in Senegal. Okay. Um, and there is a Tezos Senegal community, Tezos being some kind of concurrent of Ethereum. We had uh, a bit some Bitcoin communities here too, and notably we have uh, great developers of uh, in Senegalese, a great Senegalese developer of uh, Bitcoin, which name is for the joke, maybe sometime you would have it in this podcast. And yes, that is all the 
the community right now for hearings and stuff like that. Okay. So can you talk us through what are the challenges of in terms of languages and building these communities? What type of challenges are you facing with French versus English? Yes. Um, okay. okay. So for the the challenges we face are usually in the in the language uh, regarding the language, the English language, here in the Francophonic uh, Africa, the French-speaking countries in Africa, because Africa uh, more or less is uh, divided into two blocks. The the French colonized the countries and the English colonized countries, which speak the respective language of the colonizer. So um, uh, here in Senegal, I'm trying to just to introduce uh, people with those the technology of the blockchain, which are very new, very new technology here. And with each new technology, uh, documentation I are, are writing first in English, which is something very uh, comprehensive and very common. But people will struggle to find uh, learning material that they can uh, they can read and comprehend. Uh, the learning material, maybe some blog posts, maybe even the project documentations, or the YouTube channel where they have a lot of conference happening. And because uh, one thing I like in the tech, 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 um, the tech communities are is the, the they are sharing they are sharing all that they have that uh, that uh, is something i like very very much but the the problem is that uh, people in french speaking countries uh, often don't don't get that information because of the language barrier so that make uh, the the english speaking country ahead of us in, in terms of, of technology, in, in terms of, uh, of development and all the things. And what I try to do is, uh, since I have some comprehension of English, I'm trying to introduce those technologies to people here in Senegal first. And as an example of those, of those, of that gap, of that uh, hurdles, is we, with some some people of, of from Kenya, from uh, South Africa, we have uh, created an initiative uh, inside the Iperlature of uh, Foundation to have some uh, African chapter who are uh, merging all the small communities in our countries and to make uh, common actions uh, to share meetups to. To, pub to publicize our meetups in all the communities inside uh, the continent. But the thing we have is when um, all the meetups are made in English, we are doing the meetups in English. And so I am so one of the organizer of the African chapter, but my people from Senegal don't feel involved in, into that because they don't comprehend what's happening, they don't know the English language. They are interested in the blockchain, but they can they don't come because they don't see themselves in an English meetup. They they they, they just can't participate. And that is a boundary that is very real uh, that we have. But we are doing some uh, I am trying to do some work to translate the Ipenature documentation, the fabric documentation in French. So I've started that uh, that work uh, in late 2020, and we are trying to to accelerate uh, the translation this year. So that is one of the, the difficulties we have with English language here in the French-speaking countries. Yeah, you know that's a very big challenge because you don't yeah. you don't yeah. realize. Well, I mean. I know this because English is my first language, right? But you mm -hmm. don't realize English has been the language of commerce and mm -hmm. just everything for such a long time business. We, and yes. business. And we've been dominated by this Anglo culture, right? And <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and, and it excludes so many people. It excludes, mm -hmm. excludes so many people because in, in, not everybody has access to English. And like you said, 
in the French speaking countries, people feel so excluded. And I think that's really bad because tech should mm. not be exclusive. It should include everybody. Yeah, that is that is the point, the, the inclusive uh, nature of technology. Uh, we are trying to build a product. We are trying to build a solution that include everybody. But the technology we are building on are not very inclusive for us who are, uh, who are people building it. So that is uh, some little paradox, I should say. But uh, inside the Iperledger uh, Foundation, uh, they did realize that. And so there is a initiative and um, people very, very, very active in encouraging people to, to, to be uh, as diverse as they can so that anybody can, can benefit from it. And uh, yeah, it, it is a work that we have to do all together, but uh, yes, we are, we are trying, we, are, we have started, yeah. You know, I think when we hear the term digital divide, we assume it's just those that have access, like general access to technology, like mm. those with internet, but we don't realize that also includes language. Yes, yes, that, that is uh, real. It is, uh, we have some, some tough challenge here because beside the, the hardware divide, the, the in equipment, the, 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 the connectivity divide, and the language divide in, in all the, the continent along all the continents. So yes, we have some tough solution. But there are things that we cannot we cannot act on, act mm. upon. Um, that is uh, so some technology connectivity and things, because that uh, is uh, decided in, in the in the telecommunication companies and in the states level. But for all the language thing, we have we. Uh, people like me who have the chance to know some English can can can, can do their their part by starting translation and do the best they can to to help all the people get access to that. Because, uh, like I say, I'm only one guy. Even though I'm trying to 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 recruit people to like me to help in the translation, I'm only one guy, and I can't be everywhere every time. So the best thing to share what I know or to help other people is to make the educational material available for, for most of the time and on the internet because the internet can be everywhere, every time. Yeah. Now, in mm. terms of education materials, you mentioned that you're doing the translation. So that's kind mm. of the, that's the first point, right? That's where you start mm. with the translation. Mm. But I imagine mm. it's much, if it's community building, it's much bigger than translation, right? Like what else yeah. needs to be done other than trans yes. like translating? Could you tell us like the different things that would have to be done? Yes, uh, lately in the, uh, all my... Uh, Community sharing is concentrated in the Ipeledger Senegal community. Okay. Where I'm where I did organize uh, one or two meetup, but I have one or two physical physical meetup like the you know the the whole time uh, a year ago, where, but that was before the COVID show show himself and yeah. uh, <laughs> stopped the the gathering. So um, I did. I um, organized two or three was a meetup uh, in um, virtual, in online, uh, yeah, online, and I, I'm trying to do that 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 thing to to share on, on online what I know to make some uh, demo of the technology to explain because that is the most important thing not to share the technicalities, but to explain the use case, to explain what is really a blockchain and what is what is it uh, about all the, the fuss and all the buzz uh, in blockchain. And um, yes, that is things I, 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 I do. And okay. so I'm trying to, uh, to go in the physical school here in Senegal, the, 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 the university, the middle school, to to do also my part and to try to um, to share what I know. To, but you know, it is a, a one man. There are other people who are doing it, but uh, we are not. We are not. 
big number. Right. right. So do you have, mm. you, you've mentioned more than once that it's just you. So you don't mm. have other people in the community who are like, for example, you guys are working together. It's literally just you doing all of this. Yeah, that is another problem in, in our communities. Uh, we like uh, in the Italian uh, community, we are uh, as of today, 240 members. Okay. So 240 members, it's a very huge number, but uh, the active people are only me and another, another guy whose name is Cherno, who is a, a blockchain, a Bitcoin guy who, who is very technical about, about Bitcoin. But um, it, there is, that is a pattern I, I see from the other communities I've uh, participated in and I have built. It is only a fraction, maybe one or two percent of the members who are active, who are, who are doing all the activities. For now, I can understand that uh, it is a little, a little uh, that I am alone because yeah. it is a fairly new technology and people are not, uh, it is not like it is, it would be some PHP or Java community because Java is uh, something that is here from 20 years or thing like that. So people know it, people are willing to share and people know what, uh, what to share and how to do it. But, technology, uh, but Bitcoin is uh, very new. Uh, so people, we must have to educate the first 10 or 12 guys who will uh, in return uh, start to share what they know with other people too. So that is the challenge, but I'm pretty confident that maybe in some years to come, in years to come, we will have more people sharing, sharing and trying to help build the community. Right, now what I'm thinking about now is France, right? Because mm -hmm. in the French speaking countries uh, in, in where I come from in the Caribbean and I, where you are in Africa and elsewhere, where they were, yeah. uh, where there are former colonies, the French mm. still have a very, uh, they play a big role, right? Yeah. <laughs> Politically, yeah, sure. economically, socially, culturally, the, fr the French are still very much it's involved. Mm. Yes, for good or for bad, what have you. But mm. so what I want to know is what role then do, does, if any, uh, like the French tech scene, do they play mm. any role in the development of technology in, in Senegal? Like, do you reach out to tech companies or tech spaces in France or tech institute, blockchain institutes in France for, for support and for help there? For You understand what I'm saying? Like, for example? Yes, yes, I see. Yeah. But no, not really. Not from my part or some, from someone I know. I don't see the French community involvement inside our communities or anything like that. Uh, even the other communities we have, not only big, but not only blockchain, but in other communities, I don't see French community. But there, there is individuals who are participating that I should mention. Um, in the Ipelager communities, there are French speaking. French-speaking people, and they are French people themselves who are uh, who are willing to share what they are doing. Like, uh, for example, um, right now uh, there is David Boswell. David mm -hmm. Boswell is uh, the guy organizing the intelligent communities. Uh, David is uh, did put us in contact with uh, guys from EDF, EDF uh, French. It's uh, the electric company in French. And they have done some work in the blockchains, and David is trying to connect us to them so they can they can share with us and the old Frank of French speaking community uh, what they have doing, what are the use cases, what are the technical difficulties, and things like that. So we are trying to make connection with the French people and French speaking people. Yeah. But uh, yes, in a very global uh, Mm. Okay. Now, for those who don't know anything about the Hyperledger community, can you can you share it with us, please? What is this community? What do they do? And how do people get involved? Yeah. So 
the hyperlogical community is, uh, I, I, I rejoined the, the hyperlogical community in, um, let's say, three or four years ago, because I had, I seeing the, the explosion of blockchain platform, I, the, the, the Ethereum, Bitcoin, um, Stellar, Ripple, and things. Um, I had to, to, to choose to, because I, I can learn all the things that is coming out. So I just being a, a Linux fan, I did choose and working with some big company here because uh, I didn't mention it, but I'm working for Atos, uh, the Atos company. Um, so we, I had to make a choice and I did like, I did choose the, the, the enterprise the Labellate Enterprise Blockchain Platform. And the most natural one at the time was the Hyperledger Initiative uh, to have, uh, to, 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 to conduct all the work being done beside the, inside the, the, the different company, the, sometimes the competing company. So they, they sit and decide to create the Hyperledger Initiative which is a foundation who supervise all the work being done and helping the, the, the enterprise communicating in, among, among them to, 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 to put, to go forward with, with the different uh, platform they, they have. So I did choose to join the Ipeledger uh, initiative and inside the Ipeledger the there is also maybe four or four or five blockchain platform. The most advanced one at the time was Hyperledger Fabric. So I did choose the, to specialize myself into the Hyperledger Fabric blockchain platform. So Hyperledger uh, is doing a very, very huge work uh, to try and uh, put uh, put things forward to go forward with the platform and to to help enterprises uh, uh, discussion among themselves because that is a very complicated uh, thing because they all have the same they, they their own agenda and if there isn't someone in the middle helping helping fluidificate the, the communication it it will be very tough so Iperger is uh, is very, very central in the development of, of blockchain nowadays. So yes, that is why I did choose it. And uh, the other platform I have, uh, I like very much is the, the Stellar cryptocurrency platform. So okay. Stellar is uh, some fork of, uh, of Ripple, if I, maybe not a fork, but they, it is created by the same guy who created Ripple and who, who go away for some reason and go create Stellar. Because I am also very, very frustrated with all the, you know, the, the remittance company here in, in Africa, uh, because we are losing, losing uh, I don't know if, we, if I can say lose, but we are spending uh, at, uh, let me say, 6% of our money we are sending yearly uh, in remittance, based on the yeah. on uh, on a report on the December two thousand and twenty uh, report of, uh, of the World Bank, six percent is huge, very very huge uh, money for for people who are for the most part poor and who are sending money on a regular basis. So I think that uh, that uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Uh, can reduce that amount to something like one percent or a fraction of that, then that is why I'm interested in uh, in the Stellar platform because they are they can do it fast and there isn't that much of a fee of, uh, of a transfer money transfer. So that are my two platform I really am in, but yes. Because I only, but I am also interested in uh, uh, decentralized identity because it, it right. is also something that we have here in Africa. The, uh, uh, 
because of war, because of some other trouble, political troubles, people sometimes are born in refugee camps or they have no real formal identity. They are born in another country than themselves, mm. their father or mother's country. So they don't have identity. And I hope that uh, decentralized identity can help solve those, those problems someday. But right. yeah, maybe time will tell. Other than decentralized identity, is is there are there other reasons why you're so passionate about blockchain education in your country and across the African continent? Yes, beside the remittance, beside decentralized identities, uh, we have uh, we have some very very real problem with uh, land management, land title management. Uh, because uh, we don't have very strong states in the states uh, is not uh, uh, everywhere uh, in, in the, our territories so sometimes people face uh, problems when they want to buy lands because uh, when you 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 buy a, a, a title you have your 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 small land, you you are trying to build a house, and you see people coming and doing the claim that uh, that land belong to uh, to them. So that is a very very, uh, very strong problem that we have here. Uh, I, I think uh, speaking with my other friends from other countries, they have the same. So it is yeah. something that really exists among all the continents. So, so that is something that I would, if I had the chance. To like to to solve with blockchain because I think that we can do it with blockchain and uh, with the the current system, the current existing system here. Yeah. Now, based on the the challenges that you shared with us about, uh, you know, the the languages and so on, and building your communities, how like realistically, like how long do you think it's going to take before you can actually see? blockchain like let's start with the developers the, the tech people before you see the development of those tech people in your country in senegal because of the language barriers like how yes. how, how realistic of a of a timeline if you had to put it within a a timeline when do you think we're going to start seeing lots of tech blockchain tech developers in your country um for the developers i have some Oh, I'm pretty optimistic. Okay, good. Uh, I think maybe in two or most five years, we will have some very solid um, people or technical people uh, knowing and evangelizing about blockchain. Because um, why, why, why I'm so confident? I did speak with some uh, major school here in Senegal, in Dakar. Mm -hmm. um, and some uh, at some universities, but they all now recognize the the, the rise of, of the blockchain. Um, the last people I've talked about in in those universities are telling me uh, last years we had uh, a blockchain inside our cybersecurity program. It is one line. It wasn't even mentioned in the program in the curriculum. It is just something that we have. Allocate, allotted some hours and uh, people are seeing it uh, like uh, any other matter in the cybersecurity curriculum. And they, 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 tell, they, they tell me also that it is the student themselves who come back to them and ask them to develop more about uh, the, the blockchain technology. And the, the, the guy, the people the managing the all the, the curricula are telling me that from now on, they will give more visibility to the blockchain inside their curricula and they will allot it. Uh, they will, they intend to build a curricula around really blockchain himself. It will be some subject inside the, the, the program, not, on, not only a subsubject of cybersecurity. So I'm pretty confident seeing that that we will have some very uh, savvy technical people in uh, in five, in three or five years time frame. 
Yeah. And and also I'm starting to see a lot more of the of of the bigger organizations partnering with local organizations to to develop developers. So for example, I don't know if you've heard of the African Blockchain uh, Alliance. Have you heard of Africa Blockchain Alliance? They mm. they yeah, they do a lot of partnering with Consensus and their they're um, trying to develop, build developers. But again, I don't know if there's a French component. There's also mm. a friend that I had on this podcast as well. You can listen to his podcast. His name is Awashika and he's in Nigeria. And his mm. organization is called Web3 Bridge. And he's also involved with upskilling Web2 developers to Web3. But again, mm -hmm. I don't know if there is a, a French component. So I think that there is also opportunity for persons mm -hmm. like yourself to work mm -hmm. with these organizations because they, they partner with bigger organizations like Consensus, for example, yes. to, yeah. to uh -huh. work with local people. So maybe I think it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity because they may want to, to reach out to the French speaking countries. I'm sure that is uh, some opportunities for for us to to reach bigger bigger that now say fetch but uh, bigger bigger companies to, to maybe show what we are doing or learn from them and we are eagerly waiting if not waiting but if we see that uh, the opportunity to connect with them we will gladly take it. Definitely. Yes, it is an opportunity. And um, I would like to take some minute to answer about the second part of your uh, question, which is uh, beside the, the, the academic uh, or the technical people, which time frame for, for, for the, the real thing to happen, I mean, in the, in the life of, of people. Everyday yes. people. Yes, yes, and, of course, please. Yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, I think, will be will take more time maybe it's not only africa it is it will take time for production to 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 reach the the political people because they are the one who are taking the final decision and uh, based on the nature of blockchain which is a technology to to connect with different uh, maybe not aligned interesting actors mm. uh, this will require major shift in um, in mentality or in, in in mindset for for all those uh, people who have the last the, who have to take the to, to make the decision in last resort. So all the politician may, will have to know about blockchain. Maybe not themselves, but the people counseling counseling them should know the blockchain so they they could take an, a decision and uh, the nature of the technology, like I was saying, is uh, something that we have to put all the actors around the table and discuss what to do, how to do it. And that I think will take a lot more time, maybe 10 or 12 years I see from now. Yeah, you know, something and thank and thank you for for ensuring that we you answer that part of the question because that's so important you know as i'm doing this podcast series and just generally in in as i think a lot about blockchain i i always think you know what how long is it going to take for this to trickle down to everyday people because mm -hmm. i am very cognizant of the fact that i don't want to sound too lofty too idealist <laughs> like yeah you know this technology is going to change everything and da, da, da. but at the end of the day it's about everyday people right tech for yes. everyday people and yes, it's not I, about technology only. yeah and i'm and i'm wondering how long and what needs to happen for it to trickle down to everyday people so that people you know, they may not know what's happening behind the scenes, but they know that there's a technology that improves their lives from day to day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I wonder, yeah. yes, I wonder if it starts with the tech developers like yourself, or if it starts mm -hmm. with going into the schools or with campaigns, or if, if it's just this, this wider initiative that needs to happen. What do you think? Um, it's complicated because I already start uh, give some thought about that, but it is some kind of circle. I don't know which part have to start first. If it 
is the, the politics or it is the technical guys like myself. But I know one thing. I know that when that, uh, that uh, revolution, I, I can say that word is very overloaded, but when that revolution will start, we, the technical people, have to be ready to implement the solution and to propose some things. And uh, we also know that, that technology moves faster than politics. Yes. And so we shouldn't have to wait from them to, to acknowledge that technology and to take decisions that we are comfortable with. And like you, you were saying, um, uh, we, we shouldn't be too optimistic about, about it in the real life of the real people. Mm. We, uh, we, techno we technological guys are very, uh, very enthusiastic of, of our technology and we want to put it everywhere. But things like remittance or land property yes. are really not technological things or problems. So it's not uh, us to it's not to us to decide that we will never have our, our, our say in, in those subjects. I think maybe we just have to share what we know uh, to the most wide audience that we can and just uh, push forward, but I don't know how hard we must push, but uh, you just have to push and, and hope that uh, someone or something will, will take the first move and take the decision to, to, to do things in, in another way. Yeah, but what is the political climate like there towards, towards the technology generally? I mean, do you, do you think uh, the politicians, I guess we could start with something like crypto because everybody knows crypto mm. is, is, yeah. is what is the political climate towards crypto in Senegal? Um, in Senegal, generally we have uh, mobile money, we, which is something that is uh, working quite good. Um, the barrier to enter, it is a very regulated sector and the barrier to enter are very high. And so people are, uh, some years ago, people have made the initiative to create something that they called the e-SEFA, SEFA being our money here. Uh, so yes. they call the e-SEFA e uh, based on the blockchain. I think there were some islandish people. Okay. Uh, but the, the, the BCAO, which is the central bank of West African countries, just okay. uh, come and tell them to stop it right, to stop it right now. So okay. it is, it is, it is an, something very, very well jealously guarded sector. So uh, people may, I don't know, uh, what I see people do or company do is to put a blockchain and package it as a mobile money thing because it is not a cryptocurrency per se, but yeah. their, their money transfer system is based on some obscure blockchain that you don't want to take out to talk about. Yeah. But uh, cryptocurrency right now is something very, very not regulated, but uh, uh, I, I know that the financial system is watching those that thing with attention. They didn't make the, their decision yet to like some countries when their um, Bitcoin is illegal or taxed or regulated. Right. But they won't allow anyone to come out loud and say they are doing some crypto exchange or thing like that. So Got it. Is, uh, mm. Got it. Well, Umar, it has been so good yeah. to speak with you. So what, <laughs> what final words would you like to share with our audience, with our rare ones, about just generally blockchain education in the African continent coming from a French-speaking country? What final words would you like to um, share with us? My final word is... Blockchain is here to stay. Mm. All our states and nation will at some point have to use it in some, some form or another. So if we as technical people are not ready 
to implement those system or to have our say, it will be uh, technical people from other continent like we saw anytime who, who are coming uh, in our home, build it for us and put whatever they want inside them. So we have to learn what we have, we, we have to do, we will do what we have to, to learn English and to, um, to learn the technology and help spread the, 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 the knowledge that we, we acquired. So I encourage any, any people listening to me to go and learn blockchain as much as they go and to learn it in very practical way, not only the surface on the board. Yeah. The superficiality really, really learn it as much technology as much blockchain platform that they can, so they know what are the different and the specificities of each one. And if you can learn tech in your language, I think that there's such a connection that happens there mm. that can that can do even bigger things versus if mm. you're just learning it in one language, which is English. English so yes, yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. very important. <laughs> Yes, uh, I agree with that. Awesome. Thank you <laughs> yes. so much, Umar. It was you, a Joanna. real pleasure. It was a real pleasure <laughs> to have you on. Pleasure is all mine, really. Uh, okay, and until next time, guys, <laughs> bye for now. Yes. Thanks for joining us. This is an original Rare Birds HQ creation. It was produced by Rare Birds HQ and is meant for informational purposes only. If you enjoyed today's show, let me know by writing a review and do share it with your friends. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to receive the weekly podcast newsletters, weekly news, and of course, more podcasts. Do visit the website at www.rarebirdshq.com. Until next time, rare ones, bye for now.